If you think I'm too far to the right, if you think that I'm not giving a big enough tent, if I were to change now, that would mean that I was trying to please somebody with the way I am on the air. And I have never done that. I never will do that. I am me. Je suis John McCullough. I feel much better about it now. The John McCullough Show, weeknights at 6 on FM 92.7 and AM 1400. The Patriot. It is 6 o'clock on a Saturday, so that you know what you're doing. You're probably watching the Tigers game. Yeah. Probably. Um, we could do play-by-play, but we actually cannot. No, we're not allowed to do that. This some, is, some people attempt. <laughs> this is Motor City Athletics here on 92.7 FM, The Patriot. I am your host, Brian Rule. Sitting across from me is, I'll say it again because it's so true, the stunningly handsome Sir William Albergo. I can't argue. I can't argue. I, no, I do have that going. He really he, he does. He I got does. that going for me. Yeah, sure. Among so, many um, other things. We got a couple of things to talk about today. ABC did a no-no during the game. It was a repeat of CBS and the Super Bowl and Janet Jackson, um, except with male genitalia, so that was a little weird. Wardrobe malfunction. It wasn't even that. It wasn't like something accidentally slipped off. It was like ABC was like zooming in and like, stop, Just, stop. Whoever okay. the producer was, they were like... Hey, bring that camera off. That's what you do. Why don't you get him right in the timeout? Make sure you find LeBron James fixing his shorts. Ready so camera everyone two. Can see his take camera two thing. Yeah, it just was so unnecessary. So we we might rap about that a little bit. We can talk about an article Will found, um, which we'll get into a little bit later. But just to to preface it, the most overrated players in the NFL. There is a lion on that list, and that lion is actually the number one most overrated player in the NFL, not just at his position. A former Lion makes the list, and a Lion also makes the most underrated. I didn't see that part. He does. So we can talk about that a little bit later, or we can talk about now if you want to give us a call at 1-800-923-9385. That's 1-800-923-9385. We have phone lines open, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, I want to start by saying this. I'm going to jump on um, Ron of the Ron Cameron Sports Show real quick before we just <laughs> before we start getting into what we need to talk about. Is this whole Kate Upton thing? Ron, this is a message to you, and I wholeheartedly believe this. If a woman is somehow affecting your life that badly, and you're a professional athlete, you better be married and getting divorced. Or she's trying to take your kids from you. If you are dating, and you are not married, getting married, divorcing, trying to take your kids from you, there is no way she should have a negative impact on your life. And if you're trying to tell me it's because of, what do you say, all the sex they have? Right? Isn't that what Ron would say? <laughs> hey, how, how can he's he, got a core muscle strain. How can he come into the game and be tired if he was up all night with her the night before? Are you trying to tell me that before Kate Upton, Justin Verlander did not get any? Nope. Is, is that what I'm supposed to hear here? Because uh, I don't. You're an, you're an all-star pitcher. You're an MVP pitcher. A Cy Young winner. One of the most recognizable faces at that time, before Kate Upton, of Major League Baseball. You'd never see J.J. Watt dating a celebrity like that because J.J. Watt's a smart player. God, God, here we go. You're obsessed with how he handles his business. Yeah, he, Does he date, is he dating a superstar? No, I have no idea. I didn't know if that was sarcasm or not. No. It's, so it's, let's just put this to rest. Kate Upton does not play in any, any way, role. in any form, any role 
in how he performs. Okay? And it's probably because he was injured is why he pitched like that. It's probably because he's going on, was it eight years in the league? Yeah. Seven years in the league? I mean, it doesn't seem like it should be at this point, but face it, it is. He's getting up there. He's getting up there. And just a quick update is top of the six. Tigers are up 3-2. Verlander not pitching anymore. Blaine Hardy is in. It's it's a lot. It's been a lot of wear and tear and strain on his arm throwing these triple digit fastballs for close to a decade, throwing a hundred plus pitches per outing. He's throwing you know, on the regular. I think they said he's. I think he's been in the league nine seasons now. Yeah, two thousand six was his rookie year. Yeah, eight of those nine seasons. I think it's maybe seven. I think it was eight. He's thrown two hundred plus innings. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's not. And if anybody calls in and says it's normal, it's, I don't think it is. No. That's a lot of that, that's a horse. That's what we call a horse in, in in baseball. We've we've just been lucky that he's been so good for so long. He hasn't been injured. That now it's all hitting at once, and the injuries are mixing with just natural decline. Once you get past your peak, and you know people people think he's ready to go out to pasture already. Yeah. No, I just. Don't I don't count him out, but I, I know he's not going to be the Verlander of old. I don't expect him to come in and start striking out eight people a game, one hitter, eight innings. You know, going out and winning 17, 18 games a year. I think 15 is reasonable. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think, I think I'd be happy with 15, maybe 15 and like eight, 15 and nine in the year. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people take in also just the amount he's getting paid, that he should just be better. But just like every sport, you get paid for what you do, not what you're going to do. It's like that in anything. You're not. Yeah. You don't go into a job saying, "Listen, I can be really good, but you got to give me the money." <laughs> no, you get paid because of because of what your resume says. And Justin's resume was that he could hit triple digits. Yeah. He had a curveball that just fell off the table, and he could strike out eleven guys a game. He could throw two hundred plus innings, and he didn't have any wear and tear. And, I mean, it's, he's not the first guy to not live up to a contract. It's happened over and over again. And it happens every year. And people, it just is what it is. He legally cannot give the money back. Players have tried. Travis Fryman tried. Well, that's dumb. When he was paid too much by the Indians after he left Detroit. And he's like, well, I didn't earn this. So they're like, no, it's yours. So he donated it to charity. Nice okay, guy, that Travis that, Ryan. That's cool, but at the same time, I don't know if I'd feel bad if somebody gave me like a multi-million dollar contract and I didn't live up to it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to jump in my Ferrari, go to my Oceanside house in California, and just well, that, chill. That just shows what kind of person you are. Yeah, I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you... Would you give the money back? Like, if you didn't live up, let's say... um. Some company calls, you know, like, hey, listen, man, we got this sports cast opening position. We're going to pay you $10 million a year. See you. We, we need you. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> we need you to come in and, and, and fill in on this talk show. And this is going to be your talk show. This is what you're going to do now. And let's say after year one, ratings weren't good. Ratings just didn't happen. And they're like, listen, we got to cut you in a contract, but we got to pay you. You signed a five-year contract. We got to pay you the extra $40 because it's your contract. Would you be like, oh, man, you know what? Sorry, I don't want it. Hmm. When you put it that way, <laughs> I may be changing my points yeah. 
Um, I'm, it's a great, it's a, it's awesome, and he's probably at that point where he doesn't need the money. The Fryman, yeah, probably doesn't need the money. Yeah, I mean, he was at the end of his career. It's <sighs> yeah. If you don't in, need the in, money, then giving it to charity is fine, or or saying no, I don't want it's fine. In your instance, I would take the money because it would still be that first couple of ten millions. <laughs> but and I'm sure Travis Ryman didn't make hundreds of millions over his career. No. But, I don't know, times are different, I guess. I mean, I might... Man, that's a tough question. I mean, it's all theoretical, so I can... No, I would donate all of it. In fact, I would even sell whatever I had purchased and donate the proceeds of that because I didn't earn any of it. Uh Uh-huh. Are you buying that? I'm not buying any of that. All right, whatever. Another thing I want to bash Ron on, all right? (laughs) Because I'm just in this mood. So I'm driving in, and I'm listening to Ron's show, which I normally get a good laugh out of, and it's, it's fun. He does a good job. All right? Him and Alex do a fantastic job. Um, Saturdays, five, 4 to 6 p.m., the Ron Cameron Sports Extravaganza show thing. Um, and he mentions... Sundays from 7 to 9. Sundays from 7 to 9. How could I forget that? Um, he mentioned that he thinks the NHL playoffs are more exciting this year than the NBA playoffs. And he even went as far as, as I believe, to say the finals. Now, yeah. it's, it is 2-2 in both series. Yep. All right? So we, we can draw the line there and say, okay, that's pretty equal. All right? You enjoy the NBA. You watch more NBA than you do NHL by probably a long shot, to be honest. Yes, very true. In the regular season. Yes. In the regular season, I watch more NHL by a long shot more than the NBA, and partially because you don't have this excuse, Okay. Because the wings are always pretty good. They always make the playoffs. It is hard for me to enjoy the sport when the Pistons are so bad. Okay? It's hard. I, I watch them sometimes. I struggle. And if that makes... I'm probably a fringe NBA fan. Which is fine, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, admitting yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not calling to say... When they're good, I'll watch all their games again. And I'll be interested. But it's hard to like a product. I'm not going to go out and have a Diet Coke if the Diet Coke's all watered down. That's not going to be good for me. I don't want that. So, so, but my point being is I, and I are you, are you glued as a fringe NHL fan? Not even fringe, but as a, as a rookie NHL fan, are you glued to the NHL finals? Not even in the least bit. I really don't care what happens. I'm not paying attention to it really at all. I mean, if I happen to catch something, I'll glance at it. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm watching the finals. But I'm not watching it like every minute. But I'm, I enjoy it. As a fringe NBA fan, I cannot take my eyes off this finals. How much of it do you think has to do with all of the buildup as for LeBron's quest to be the greatest ever versus, I mean, there's nobody in the Stanley Cup right now that's threatening to be Gordy, be the next Gordy Howe, that's threatening to be the next Wayne Gretzky. no. But well, I mean, you have Stamkos, who who's who could be, end up being one of the all-time great scorers in the NHL. But I don't think that plays anything in. And as far as LeBron James going to be the greatest, ten percent. The other ninety is LeBron James carrying a bunch of nobodies through this finals. Quit saying that. Who's on his team? Go ahead and say Kyrie because he's got a broken knee. I'm he's not, not going to say Kyrie. What I'm going to say is they do have Tristan Thompson, who was a top five pick. So that right there he tells was, you he's talented. But the only thing you can do is rebound. 
They have he's a defensive guy. I, okay, but my point I'm is I'm not saying they're going to outscore the Warriors. That's not going to happen. This is the worst supporting cast of any NBA Finals team ever. They don't it's not like they're a I don't team. Know, Jordan's first Jordan's first title, that team was weak. It was, but it's it still it, you still had Pippen. You still had Pippen. Who's who's LeBron's Pippen right now? Cuz you know who it was? It was Kyrie. And he's Kyrie's not there anymore. So now he's got Iman Shumpert and his fade fro <laughs> throwing up threes and going like one for eight. You've got Delavadova. This what what's his first name? Matthew. Matthew Delavadova, the Aussie, coming in and just jacking shots and somehow making them. He's playing with this kid who's in the hospital after games because he's so dehydrated. And LeBron James last game was not his greatest game. He did have an injury. We will talk about a little bit later. Weak. Get out of here. He did have an injury we, we can talk about. He only put up 20 points, but his first three games, he was averaging 41 points a game. He was, he was averaging, like, I think one rebound away from a triple-double. He is putting up unreal numbers in this finals with a supporting cast already. Tristan Thompson, like you said, he can rebound the hell of a, out of a basketball. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Iman Shumpert. Matthew Dellavedova. J.R. Smith, who, if he's cold, might as well be living in Antarctica because there's no heat anywhere to be found. He just, he can't do it. If he's cold, he's cold, which he's been for most of this series. Um, they got... Timothy uh, Moskov. Moskov. Okay. The only good thing about him is he's like seven feet tall. Yeah. All right. If he shoots, people hold their breath if he's outside of like four feet. I wouldn't call him a, a deadly center by any stretch of the imagination. I believe he is quite an underrated center. I'm just saying. I'll give you. Underrated. I'm not saying that he's playing with a team of all stars. I'm just saying that the team's better than people are giving them credit for. It's like you watch the storylines that come out of these games, and coming into the finals, it was all about Delvadova, the way he stepped up when Kyrie went down to get past the Hawks, and then after Game One. The, it kind of died down. But then after game two, the Delvadova hype came back up after they win. This guy's shutting down Steph Curry. He's he's amazing. He does it all out of hustle. And now, now he's dehydrated. And now that they're losing, now LeBron's back to playing with a bunch of nobodies. I, in the first two games, he was playing with nobodies. In the first, if you're telling, if anybody calls in or if anybody was to tell me that because they were winning, they weren't nobodies you should be checked for drugs. Just because they're playing well does not mean they're a nobody or doesn't mean they're not a nobody. And just because they can't score doesn't mean they're not good basketball players. You have to be a good basketball player to play in the NBA. No, there's... Well, yes. Compare... I don't... Sorry, I tried to cut you off too soon and didn't let you finish your thought. No. <laughs> My point is, is you you can't... If you compare this to any other NBA championship team and their backcourt or, or their... Everybody else besides LeBron and what they did during the regular season, it's not comparable. This, these people didn't play all year. Half the team wasn't even there halfway through the year. J.R. Smith, Amon Shumpert, they came over from the Knicks halfway through the year, right? Mozgov was another deadline guy. Yeah. So now you got these three people coming in to help make a push, and they did. But they're still – they haven't played together a full year. And Delavadova didn't play all year. Right? Maybe, maybe sporadically here and there. I just don't think that this is something that really can define LeBron in any way. If if LeBron win or lose, 
this could be one of those series that they are very rare where the ser- the finals MVP comes from the losing team. If LeBron wins, okay, he will have accomplished something Jordan never did. And that is win with scraps. Com- comparatively speaking. He's not winning with guys that are playing pickup basketball on the street. But he's winning with, with people that aren't supposed to be there. Matthew Dellavedova is not a name you'd say, oh, yeah, NBA Finals runner-up MVP Matthew Dellavedova. Yeah, I, I just think this is one of those series that people look too much to one side. I mean, all people really see with the Warriors is how much they score. Well, if you go through the season, they don't play as tough a defense in the West, and they're up by so much a lot of times they do come off soft. So they they give up more points. So you're you're – starting to see them actually have to play tight defense for an entire game. And that's something that they haven't really had to do throughout the season, but they still here's people try to poke too many holes in this theory, try to poke too many holes in the fact that LeBron's leading that people are legitimately witnessing greatness. Cause we are, we are witnessing greatness with what LeBron is doing here. It doesn't matter if, the Warriors don't play good defense. Want to know why? Because they could put up 120 a game. Cavaliers aren't going to put up 120 a game. They play better defense. So it all it evens itself out. Each team has to – Cavaliers have to play better offense. Yeah. And the and the Warriors have to play better defense. So it evens out. This isn't like one – it's not like the Cavaliers play great offense and great defense and the Warriors only play good offense and bad defense. They're each flip-flopped in what they're good at. Right? Yeah. So it, it evens out in a sense. So I just, I don't know why people, and you haven't, you're not a LeBron hater by any means, I don't think. No, I, I respect him. I think he's one of the most talented guys to ever play in the league. The things he can do with his size is is second to none, probably. However, if you want to bring basketball IQ into it, as far as the greatest basketball player, not the most talented, but the better basketball player, He's a little bit down the list. I'm, I'm I don't ready. have a list made in front of me. No, I'm not but ready to call him the greatest. He's not. He's not up there yet. I'm not ready to call him the greatest. If he wins this, if he wins the series, then he's in the list of the top five. He absolutely is. Four championships, five. Was it before to be five or four? Mm, It'd be four. Five. He only won three. He's only won two. Two? Yeah. The Heat only won two. All right, so three. Yeah. Those would be third. But I think this is his fifth final. Yes. Fifth straight finals. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, that's, mean, a, that's a Boston Celtics type thing. Of the, of, they're of, in of an the... extremely weak conference. So I'm not buying that either. That was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Typing in. Trying to communicate. There, there was a stampede of little horses that just Jeez, ran across the that? table. Got a horse racing going on. When we come back from break, we're going to go ahead and dive in into the most overrated and underrated players in the NFL here on 92.7 FM. The Patriot.
Hi, folks. Alan Thick here. You know, some things in life are just too serious to take chances on, and owing money to the IRS is definitely one of those. The IRS has the power to garnish your paycheck. They can levy your bank account, even take your home or business. Seriously. Thankfully, with one simple call, you can start solving your tax debt once and for all. Optima Tax Relief is the leading tax resolution firm in the nation. They have over 250 professionals. They have an A rating with the Better Business Bureau and the trust of thousands of satisfied clients. Optima's attorneys can immediately protect you from aggressive collections because they are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative. That's a special IRS debt forgiveness program that could save you thousands. Don't wait till it's too late. Get serious. Call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. In America, you have the right to bear arms. And with Firing Line Indoor Range and Gun Shop in Westland, it's also your right to get the lowest price on firearms while still working with a knowledgeable staff. Firing Line Indoor Gun Range and Gun Shop, located at 33,000 Ford Road between Wayne and Merriman in Westland, is your destination for first-time shooters, concealed carry, draw-and-shoot, carbine, advanced protection, and classes just for the ladies. Get trained by professionals who train the professionals. Firing Line has an experienced and knowledgeable staff, most of whom are retired or active police officers with years of tactical and firearms training experience. Hi, I'm Don Haig, one of the owners, along with Grant Allen and Tommy Vaughn. Welcome you to join us and experience the range. We have three separate ranges, all under one roof. Two 25-yard pistol ranges, and for the rifle lovers, there is a 50-yard range. Whether experienced or new, we offer a safe environment. For more information, visit FiringLineGuns.com. That's FiringLineGuns.com. We know that you're a busy conservative. It's easy to listen on the go with TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Trust is something we take very seriously. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. Trust me, I'm a contractor. But these days, knowing who to trust isn't so simple, especially when it comes to insurance fraud. While most professionals are honest and trustworthy, there are some who rely on your trust to collect billions of dollars in phony insurance claims. Whether it's medical fraud related to car accidents or contractor fraud in the aftermath of a storm or other natural disaster, if someone wants you to get involved in something because the insurance companies can't afford it, don't walk away, run. Insurance fraud is a crime, and everyone pays for it, especially the ones who get caught. If you suspect insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB or text the keyword fraud to tip 411. We've been fighting insurance fraud and vehicle theft and earning your trust for 100 years. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Hey, you're back on the Motor City Athletics on 92.7 FM WDTK, 1400 AM. The Patriot. Oh, good job. Look at that. You caught it right on time. Yeah, I'm good like that. We've got open phone lines. You want to give us a call? 800-923-9385. It's very announcer-ish. 1-800-923-9385. Caller 4 wins a free trip to nowhere. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so before we left, I kind of did a mini tease on the most overrated, underrated players in the NFL. This makes me really happy because this is how I feel about him. 
the number one most overrated player in the NFL is... Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Wow, I kind of vibrated. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. You are very amateur today. You're banging stuff. Amateur. Get out of here. No, it. here's why this doesn't surprise me. Lions gave him a lot of money to be really good. Will, has he been really good? No. You okay, said so overrated. Improve. Overrated. Done. Overrated. You were given Calvin Johnson this last season. You and... had to shut your mouth for a second, sir. This year, you were given Golden Tate. They are literally building this offense around Matt Stafford's arm. And he has yet to accomplish anything. Has he won a playoff game? Nope. Have we made the playoffs every year? Nope. Do my little cheer things over here. Nope. All right, you can go. Are you Are you sure? Yeah, I'm done. You know, I don't... He, he has left more to be desired. No. I, yes, believe it or not, he has. Huh. But he has made the playoffs two out of the past three years. And last year's playoff loss to Dallas was definitely questionable as to how that game should have played out. Yes, he was given Calvin Johnson, but until last year, what else? He had a... Uh... He, he had a um, uh, crazy man young. He had Titus Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had Nate Burleson for Ooh, Nate for Bur- two good for one good season, right? And then he dropped a pizza. Yeah, but he all right. So he had two good receivers for one season, right? How'd that season plan out, pan out? I mean, five thousand yards, playoffs with uh, with a crappy defense. I mean, how many games last year okay. were lost due to drop passes and key fumbles down the stretch what? by by Reggie Bush and our awesome first round draft? Our pick. awesome first round <laughs> draft. You knew pick. that was coming. Yeah, but I'm just yes, he was given Calvin Johnson, but until last year, he was really given nothing else. And if I if I gave you, let's say, uh. I gave you a race car. All right. Oh, thank you. You're going to be pretty good at driving that race car, right? Probably not. I'm bad at driving. All right. Well, then. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'll, I'll play along. Yeah, I'll be really good at driving that. So then I'm going to give you this 4x4 all-terrain off-road vehicle and Ooh. throw you in the mountains. Okay. But all you know how to drive is the race car. Okay. How are you going to do with that? Probably, Probably take a while to adjust. Exactly. Exactly. This is the first time he's actually had a second reliable option besides Calvin Johnson. And towards the end of the season, Golden Tate showed what he was what he could do. And a lot of I think that there was more more not necessarily play call, but more game scheme issues. Uh they didn't have an offensive line that could really block anybody. They didn't have a good offensive line that could really push for any rushing yards. If you look at the lead rusher for the Lions all last season, I don't think we had a 100-yard rusher could that in be, any game. Could that be because we just don't have a, a running back good enough to get 100 yards? It could be. And just a little bit off topic, you should keep an eye on Joyke Bell as we go through training camp. Why? Abdullah's impressing. As, as he's, so you think he might be a trading block, a trading piece? Trading piece or flat-out released. When you're a running back and you start making decent money, because they just gave him that couple-year extension, mm-hmm. so he's not cheap anymore. 
they brought in Ben Tate this week to work out. They brought in Daniel Thomas, who was not impressing many people with the Dolphins, but the Dolphins' offensive line was garbage also. And so he his contract was just up. He was a guy that wasn't worth extending from what they had seen. But those are guys that would take the Joyke Bell role. They're not they're not guys that would Are they physical push. running backs? Yes. Okay. So I, and physical <laughs> running backs that were worthy of top first round, second round draft position. Not a practice squad guy who's been bounced around you know, he was with the Saints, and they had a crowded backfield. He was with, he was drafted by the Bills, I believe. And I think there was one other stop that I can't remember. But he's a hometown guy, and I think that Lions fans just believe that he's, he's better be, than what he is. So you think he's a little overrated? Yes. Okay. Do you agree going – and this is going to make a comfortable circle. Back to our topic. All right, so Will said watch out for Joyke Bell and the possible release. He's calling the shot. Back to – and you say he's overrated, which brings me back to this. Do you think this is correct, having Matthew Stafford on this list? Is he overrated? For what? Now, Will makes the argument that the Lions knew the quarterbacks would start getting paid more, and so now he settles in right where he should be about average, yes. pay-wise. After all these – I don't remember if we mentioned this last week, but yeah. after all these guys that have signed extensions since, since Stafford and guys whose rookie deals are coming up, you know, Newton just got his extension – uh, Andrew Luck's about to get his, and if RG three gets one, it will probably be up there also. But a lot I of hope that, not. What has he, what has he done to prove a that? lot of that depends on this year. He'll be about sitting sixteenth as far as annual quarterback pay, and that's and that's with all the kicking of the can that they did to get the years previously. He got I think it was three million as his cap hit. Uh, his rookie year, he had a $6 million year, an $8 million year. A lot of it, I think, was just seeing the the prices of quarterbacks of franchise guys going up. So, and that's something that Sporting News mentioned and why he was overrated is, is the fact of how much he makes. And yes, he had Calvin Johnson, but he also has gone to the playoffs two out of the past three years. It doesn't mean, going to the playoffs means as much as nothing if you don't win. I it's like I, I got to play an extra game. You're going to put a banner up for a playoff appearance? I know we did. In the NFL? Possibly. <sighs> In Major League Baseball? Possibly. If, 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 uh... Are you, you have a son. If the San Diego Padres make the playoffs this year, would they celebrate it? Even if they get swept in the first round? They might celebrate a day that they actually made the playoffs that physical day, but I don't think they're going to put up a banner for it. Are you a participation person? Are you like, hey. Oh, not at all. If my kid loses, because you have a son. Yes. If your son plays soccer, because a lot of young kids do, just just to gain some athleticism to hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. foot coordination, learn how to be active. Soccer's a great sport for it. At a young age, I believe participation ribbons and trophies are fine. Right, the first couple seasons, sure, give everyone a, a ribbon yeah. so they all feel included, so nobody's in the corner give crying. Give them a trophy and an ice cream, call it a day. Yeah, are you are you gonna be that dad where at ten years old, your son's playing soccer in the championship game or or in the first round of the playoffs and they lose and the end of the season comes, you're like, my kid deserves a trophy. No, he should celebrate making the postseason. Give him a trophy. 
No, I'm not. Okay. So why is it different? Just because... It just is. <laughs> I win. I mean, I never win. I win. This is, dude. There isn't a lot to have up in those rafters. <laughs> but I'm it's pretty just empty at Ford Field. We're just trying that, to fill it. I mean, it's something that the franchise really. It was a new regime. You know, this is the first thing since Martin Mayhew tore this team apart. And to try and rebuild what Millen had done. Yeah. So, and included in these years, you're talking about a quarterback who took over a winless team. I'm I'm not denying that. Team. I'm not denying that making the playoffs. We're so off topic. That making the playoffs is an incredible feat for this team. But it's something that it's for. I think is more for the fans, not for the team. Did you see what the Colts did? Yeah, how they won a playoff game. No, they're. Oh. Their 2014 AFC finalist banner. Yeah, I don't like that. Stop. It doesn't matter. Did you win the Super Bowl? Did you win your? Did you win the AFC? No. Okay, get out of here. I think it's okay, <sighs> only because it's not. It's because... not. A, it's not a standalone banner. They didn't build a frame. They didn't build a statue. Okay. They didn't put up a big showcase in the in the hallways of Ford Field. They put up a banner. It says playoff appearance, you know, 2013 or 2012-2014. So, I mean, more years are going to come in. It's not, it's not like, I just, look this at whole, this. Why do you need to We're acknowledge? We're going to put this on a refrigerator. They totally are. It's their building. They put it on it. Why do you need to not acknowledge making the playoffs if you didn't win anything of importance? If the Lions want to win a playoff game, and let's say they win a wild card and they make it to the divisional round, Okay, that means a little bit more than just making the what you're you're jumping a whole game ahead here. The Lions have yet to win a playoff game. The Colts did win a playoff game, and maybe they're putting up the banner to be like, Tom Brady deflated footballs. We should have won that game. That's right? childish. It is childish. They got whooped by like thirty five. Right. All right. But my point is, is why do you celebrate things that don't mean anything? It, making the playoffs is a celebration for the fans, for the people who have waited for that. As a team, your goal should not be just to make the playoffs. And that's exactly what they're making their goal when they put up a banner. Hey, we made the playoffs. That's banner-worthy. We're okay with that. You don't you don't think that should be their objective when they start the season? It should be, but your objective, your objective changes once you make the playoffs. Your objective changes when you're 8-2. and two. Now, Your objective changes to winning the division. If they end up with an entire rafters filled up with playoff appearances, I'm gonna bash and my head through else, a computer screen. Then, then you have a point. I mean, this isn't. But right now, that's all. This it isn't is. the Packers. This isn't the Patriots. This isn't a team that has, you know, a bunch of Super Bowl trophies. And then we got this little playoff. But we want to be like here. them, right? We do. Then stop acting different. Act like you're the Patriots. Acknowledge we made the playoffs. That's great. We have better things in our future. Why do we need a banner saying that, ooh, we're one of like 12 teams that made the playoffs? Woo! So what you're saying, though, is, all right, say you're, say you're. That's a uh, mic. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Say you're a high school track athlete. Okay. You go to a meet and you end up taking third. Do you accept it? Yes, because that's a physical place. You're in third. That's actually a bronze medal. That's a part of it. Out of like six competitors that ran the same race. 
it's a race. It's how it's run. So you came in fourth to last, and you should celebrate it. Do people celebrate? Oh. So so basically, though, what you're saying is it's a different if you're sport. not first, you can't you're last. All right, Ricky Bobby. My point is, is it's a different sport. That's how that sport is run. You get a first place medal, a second place medal, and a third place medal. The NFL does not work that way. You are you either a divisional. If they want to say division champion, cool, put that up on the banner. Don't make it say AFC finalist. No, you say division winner because division champion. That's what they were, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what your banner says. Because no one makes a crappy division. You sound childish when you're like, I was a finalist for something. This isn't the voice. This isn't American Idol. This is the NFL. You are not a finalist. You are a winner. That's all that counts in professional sports. That's all we care about as fans, right? So, all right. You're telling me that the Lions making the playoffs in that season against a good Green Bay team, granted, I believe that was the year that Aaron Rodgers died halfway through the season and then came back. A Chicago Bears team that was breathing down your neck. The Vikings still had a healthy, younger Adrian Peterson and a good defense is making the playoffs, even though you had to constantly play those teams, is less of an accomplishment than the Colts winning a division consisting of the Jaguars, Texans, and Titans. Did they win a divisional playoff game? That year? I don't remember. I'm just saying... Not not a, a, last year's accomplishment by the Colts when they won a divisional playoff round to make it to the AFC Finals. Yes, it's that's better. Yeah, winning the playoff game is of course better. That's my point. That's no, my only point. In all of this is you just made the point that if you win the division, go ahead and hang the banner. The division? No, I meant the divisional game because that's what it, it's, it's divisional rounds. If you want to hang a banner saying, "Yeah, we won a divisional round or division." Divisional champs in the playoffs. We won this region. We're regional champs. Or whatever. They got to find a different name for it than they call it divisions because it's truly not a division championship round. There's not two teams from each division no, playing. it's the wild that. card round. Yeah. But my point is, is win a playoff game, then celebrate. Making the playoffs is for the fans, not the team. Hanging a banner, all it does is remind fans that, okay, while well, we made the playoffs, then what happened? All it does is make the team think, all right, well, that, we're stuck. How do we get past you, you don't think they remember? Jim Caldwell doesn't wear a Super Bowl ring anymore. He says he needs a new one, a cleaner one. He's, he's, not, hanging, he's not hanging back on past, on past accomplishments. And yes, making the playoffs is a giant accomplishment for this team from where they were 10 years ago, six years ago. But we do not need to celebrate little feats like making the playoffs right now. We want to celebrate winning. At this point, no. We... Even last year, people celebrated. Oh, at least we made the playoffs. All you got to do is get in and you got a chance. Wrong sport, my man. What are you talking about? That's the perfect sport. No, it's not. It's a one-game series. Usually against a much better team for the wild card. This isn't... It's so much different. In a seven-game series, you have a chance to learn your opponent. Learn what they're good at each game. Okay? It allows you to play the series a little more evenly. In the NFL... There, is, there could be so much more luck involved, no pun intended, with the Colts. So much more luck involved than physical skill to that game. It could be determined by a ref. How many wildcard teams win or make the, the Super Bowl? 
it's like two in the last 10 years, 15 years, right? No. No? No, I believe it's much higher than that. Okay, Google. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't sound dumb. So, but what I'm saying with this whole discussion is, yes, Stafford came in with a lot of, a lot of, uh, with high expectations. Yes, he made a lot of money. The league was different then. Um, there was there wasn't this new rookie pay scale that guys are being able to rebuild their franchise around their rookie quarterbacks because they don't have to pay them half their salary cap. And you're t- Andrew Luck has made less than thirty million dollars over this past four years being in the league, three years in the league. And Stafford made more than that the day he signed the deal. I mean that was that was basically one year. And that would that would handcuff these because if you look back, he didn't live up to expectations. Look at how many first round quarterbacks the Browns drafted. Sam Bradford didn't live up to expectations. Cam Newton, he was the first one of the new rookie pay scale, and they had a great defense on that team. They could run the ball. They had enough tools around him to allow him to grow into the role. What you got? Okay. So, since 1970, when the wildcard system was implemented, 10 teams have made it to the Super Bowl 6 have one Fair enough? Yeah, but look at recently. Green Bay in 2010, 2007, the Giants, 2005, Steelers, and 2000, Ravens. Going back... 15 years that's 40 percent of the 30 percent of the past 10 years that's a decent shot for just being a wild card team meh meh i don't know if i can so it's 10 teams where it's 25 percent. so plus all the other wild card teams that are involved your odds are like 10 percent. you're gonna yeah. realize there's like four wild card teams yeah in each, in each playoff ser- system Something, something like that. I don't know. I just, I just think that in football, plus you get teams that make the wild card that have, you know, Aaron Rodgers was down half that season. If Green Bay had fallen into the wild card spot and then, you know, because of what happened while he was gone and then he rejoins that team, well, they, they become a contender immediately. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is Stafford is not elite at this point. I think he can be. He hasn't had the pieces around him to really help him grow. He's had one target that he could rely on and got into the bad habit of relying on him too much. So as we go into this next season, our offensive line has greatly improved with Lakin Tomlinson and Manny Ramirez coming back. And he'll have another year of Golden Tate. I think a lot of that was him this past season struggling getting used to having that second option so is he elite not yet he could be making that turn but as far as overrated i don't think so okay well i it's hard i think i think stafford's overrated i think you do a little bit no Uh, no not at all no not at all he doesn't think stafford's overrated at all he thinks he's underrated right i don't think he's underrated i think he is he is who he is. I mean, there's different ways. It depends on how you evaluate that. Are you going by how much he makes compared to other guys? Are you going by stats? What stats are you going by? Completion percentage, yards, wins, 
it's it's all variables that you can swing into any sort of way that you want to prove your point. All right. When we get back from break, we have a couple things to discuss. I'm not going to tell you what they are because they're surprises. Oh, I love surprises. Here on 92.7 FM. The Patriot. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. It has come to this. For nearly 20 years, the Army has provided an honor guard for a July 4 event at a Baptist church in Georgia. No more. Officials at Fort Gordon, Georgia, will no longer provide the honor guard because they say it violates military policy banning any involvement in a religious service. The military is busy promoting gays, transgenders, and women in combat roles, but civilian leadership thinks getting too close to any service that might mention Jesus or have a Bible nearby is now against military policy. No wonder we can no longer win wars. In the Old Testament, when the Israelis fought the Philistines, they frequently asked God for his help. When they did, they received. But when they refused to ask and worship false gods, they were defeated. Anyone see a pattern here? Providing an honor guard doesn't endorse faith. It simply says the church respects those who serve and have served in our military. If that's now against military policy, maybe the civilian leadership might want to consider how that worked out for ancient Israel. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Just let me do the job. It won't cost you a dime more than the insurance company's going to pay you. You won't even have to pay the deductible. Trust me. We're looking for a few bad actors. The kind that commit insurance fraud. Know someone that fits the part? Insurance fraud is a crime, and everyone pays for it, especially the ones who get caught. If you suspect insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. And we're back on Motor City Athletics here on 92.7 FM, 1400 AM. The Patriot. I'm taking that one right away. The Patriot. We have open lines at 1-800-923-9385-923-9385 if you want to jump in on this overrated discussion. The Lions also had an underrated player. One of the most underrated players in the NFL. And that player is... Drumroll, please. I'm not going to do it again because last time I hurt the uh, keyboard. Uh, James Ahedabo. Who's hating on that? I'm not. I'm not. But, again, in in the way I think how you can twist stats into anywhere, any way you think, any way... To prove the point you want to prove, let me try and spit that out. Yeah, I was going to say, my goodness. If if Glover Quinn didn't lead the league in interceptions, do you think he would have made the list instead? Not necessarily. But since he was a league leader, that kind of... I mean, I think safety is a position of opportunity. I mean, Quinn jumped, jumped to the top of the ranks... I mean, how many of those were really his interception? How many of them were Aaron throws? How many of them were tipped passes that he was just in the right, you know, right position at the time? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he jumped the route on all seven of them. I mean, I could go back and look at all seven, but I don't have that in front of me right now. I just think safety is a position of opportunity. 
Um, yeah, but if you're good at the position, it's because if you're good at taking opportunities, that's why you're playing that position. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to dis- discredit him. Are you sure? That sure sounds like a big guy. I'm trying to discredit the position. James, I know you're listening. You... I will give Will's address in a second off air. When you when you do those kind of rankings, I mean, I just think it's too up and down based on um, based on opportunity, based on the offensive game plan. Yeah, and it's like it's like Richard Sherman, for example. Mm-hmm. I he might, in my opinion, is the most overrated cornerback in the league. No doubt, I think he's up there too, but he lets you. You know, he makes a play, and he makes sure everybody in the stadium knows he made the play. Mm-hmm. And he is good, don't get me wrong, but if you go by stats, I believe it was in the last game against, they had against the Packers, he had two. He had given up one 25-yard play or something like that, and he had one pass deflection. So, all right, you look at the stat box, he had one deflection. He sucks. But really, if he could be that good at his position that quarterbacks don't even try to throw to that side of the field. And I feel like that could be the same thing with safeties. I mean, if I was playing quarterback, I think that'd be one of the things that I'm looking at is as soon as I snap the ball, where's the safety going? So I know that there's no help on the other side. So because that safety is that good, he's not going to have those opportunities to really show that he's that good because if I'm a quarterback, I'm staying away from him. Just based on sheer num- sheer uh, defenders in the area. Okay, I, I don't I don't I don't disagree with anything you just said. It's because you'd be wrong. <laughs> uh, we only got a couple minutes left in the show. About four minutes. So if you want to give a quick call, the number is one eight hundred nine two three nine three eight five. That's a fiver. <laughs> I hear a niner Tiger. in there. You call him from a walkie-talkie. Tigers are down four to three. Oh, I meant to mention this that. One. Yeah, um, Blaine Hardy came in and just got knocked around a little bit. Give up the lead. Poor Verlander. He pitched. Um, he only pitched five innings. Um, for his first game back, he gave up two runs over five innings. I'm not mad about it. No. It, you knew it was going to be a little bit stressful. I think. I don't think you can expect him to come back and be this all-star pitcher right now. Give him a couple games. It, it kind of stinks that he doesn't get a, it gets a no decision on his first start. Do you think the pitchers are missing Avila at this point? No, because they've actually pitched really well this of like the last week. Um, with um, James McCann. James McCann, thank you. Behind the plate. Um, I think he's becoming a little bit more comfortable, and I think you see the pitchers realize that as well i mean david price just went nine innings zero run baseball yesterday. yeah but that's david price but my point is is you still I mean, they, feel could grab a, they could grab a fan out get out just do you okay legitimate question was gerald laird a pepsi like <laughs> like somebody who just carried pepsi into the stadium before he was a a catcher did he did he not just look like some guy that just grabbed he off could, the street he did not look like an mlb athlete i'll, I'll just say that no he did not um, he, but he was serviceable. He was a good backup catcher. He could, you know, the bat could get hot from time to time and do his job to fill in on a DL stint or just giving somebody the day off. He was more than, more than serviceable, I think. And he's proved that as he's bounced around the league that there's, 
more teams willing to take a chance on him time and time again. Okay. I mean, I don't uh, – my mind's kind of distracted. Early you know, it's week. Saturday. It's Saturday, and getting towards the end of the show, you're kind of getting that, man, I'm – ready no, get out there it's not that kind of have an announcement to make to all of our loyal listeners yes. and uh um it is with um heavy hearts i guess you could say that um this is our second to last show last next week will be the last show of as you currently know it motor city athletics um my incredible and gracious co-host, the one who got me um, this job, my this wonderful job of talking on air and talking sports. Um, his family is uh, you, your fiance, and your son are moving. We're to... taking off. Where are you to... going? We are going to Brooklyn. Ooh, Brooklyn, New change York. From Detroit, huh? We uh, a little busier. You know, it, it's weird that I'm just about a month ago we we're looking for. We were planning on celebrating our one-year anniversary of doing this show. Yeah. I mean, not with the Patriot, but overall. Yeah, we've been and doing this show for a year. you know, how funny things change that on that, you know, our last show will be our one year. One year. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't so, think anyone – I'm indifferent. I'm a little upset that it's done. At the same time, oh, I, no you doubt. can't be mad about about how things played out. No, that's life, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to take this last, I don't know, we got 45 seconds left, just to say thanks to everyone who's followed us, and thank you to Will, and I'll do this again next week. Yes, sir. Um, who got me my start in this. Um, I will push forward eventually with this show. Um, not right away, because I do need to take time to find somebody as suitable um, and as as great of a co-host as you, so. finding someone this stunning—I don't know—it's gonna be this good looking to be on radio. I'm definitely not gonna be looking at that as a nice looking face as that ever again. That's no. for sure. No, it's gonna be impossible. You're out of luck, my friend. So as we close, the Tigers are still losing. I can't get the screen up. Still down four to three, top of the eighth. Um, make sure um, you guys tune in next week. So what do you, what do you expect out of these NBA finals tomorrow? Game five. Tomorrow? What's your storyline? Well, I'm going to go LeBron drops a 50-burger. In a loss. In a win. In a win? In a win. I think he's coming back from his whole head injury. I think Bogut and I think Clay Thompson also came out and said something about how he's how he faked the whole thing and how he tried to injure himself. I think that's going to add a little bit of fuel to the fire. On top of somebody who's already trying to win one for...